You're listening to the Short Shift Podcast, proud member of the Black and Gold Podcast Network. You can support the show by leaving a comment and five-star rating on iTunes, Apple Podcasts, Spotify, Player FM, Google Podcasts, or any of your favorite podcast platforms. Cynically acclaimed, incredibly online. And now your hosts, Thomas Nystrom, Andrew Johnson, and Ian Bonner. Enjoy the show. All right, folks, episode 89 of the Short Shift Podcast. This is Thomas Nystrom. I've got Andrew Johnson, uh, formerly of Twitter, and a special guest host filling in for Ian, who is somewhere tracking down the Queen or standing in line or doing something in London right now. We have Anj, Mr. Born Bruin 77. How are you feeling? Not bad, not bad. How are you guys doing? I'm good, man. I'm I'm okay. I'm all right. Uh, yeah. I I just got home from a really long training session in denim. Don't eat at the denim munos, guys. Just don't do it. <laughs> oh, I don't man. have that problem. Yeah. Yeah. I don't think you're today. <laughs> Who knows where you are, Andrew? No. Okay. All right. Uh, anyway, enough puff. Let's so, get to the real stuff, guys. Anj, Anj, for anybody who doesn't know. He lives in. Are you in Montreal or right outside of Montreal? I'm. I'm in the suburbs. I'm. Okay. Uh, I'm on the east end of the island. You're. You're in enemy territory, regardless. Absolutely. Go ahead. I've grown to love every minute of it. To be honest. Yeah. You enjoy the uh, the shit talking. Uh, I've enjoyed it the last few years, the last <laughs> decade since Montreal's been irrelevant. To yeah. Pretty much everything. Yeah. You know? I can feel that. I can well, wear my gear and they, they look at me in disgust, but they can't say anything. You know? Yeah. <laughs> That's 93, perfect. 93, 93. Well, the there nice thing go. is, the nice thing is they're not going to have much to say this year either. Cause a, the no. team's going to be terrible, but the national TV schedule came out. Bruins are going to be nationally televised here in the U S 14 times. Guess how many times Montreal is. I'm going to guess not zero. It is zero. What? <laughs> no way. Yep. Did I say irrelevant? Yeah. yeah. They're the only, <laughs> the only team. This is this honestly, like as an NHL, as a hockey fan, this actually does kind of infuriate me. But they're the only team without one. And it is an original six. It is a, a team that arguably has one of the most passionate fan bases. They should be on some national games. They would just be terrible fucking games. True enough. You want to take a quick stab on how many the Arizona Coyotes have? Mm, I don't have it up in front of me, but I'm going to guess two. Four. Four. They you couldn't four? have split that with Montreal. There's poor bastards up there. You want to take a good guess on uh, how many Chicago has? Oh, I don't know. Fourteen. That's as many as the Bruins. That's, That's ridiculous. The, they have the second highest amount of nationally televised games. What teams have the most? Pittsburgh, Minnesota, and the Rangers have 15. I'm shocked. How does Minnesota have 15? That doesn't make any sense. It doesn't I mean, Minnesota's going to be good this year, but 15? We say that every year about Minnesota. Though. 
Every year. Uh, we do. Every year they're good-ish. <laughs> I, I'm pretty sure Ian's preseason prediction was Minnesota to come out of the West. If it wasn't I, his, I, it was mine, and I don't fucking remember that. I, where, where were you for that one? I don't know. <laughs> Does anybody have Buffalo coming out of the East, Andrew? <laughs> Fuck off, Ange. You're, you're getting started now, aren't you? You're getting started now, aren't you? Well, if you listened a couple weeks ago, I, I, I very nearly leaned into um, which team did I have winning nine games? Not Buffalo. It was yeah. uh, Chicago. Yeah. <laughs> How easy is it for you to catch a Bruins game on TV or do you have to like stream? Like what oh, do you I do? stream like everything? I, yeah. I, first of all, first of all, with three kids running around, I, I, I don't have TV rights. Yeah. Honestly. <laughs> the kids, the kids are in total control. You know what I'm talking about, oh, yeah. right? Yeah. So it's, it's always on my phone or it's on the computer. Uh, it's, you know, the phone is the best thing because anywhere I go, I have it with me. Yeah. But that way I catch, uh, I catch everything. Hmm. 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 Yeah, it's, I, I'll, it's say, I'll say I'll say I go ahead. I catch parts of every game. Sorry. Yeah. No, there is a there's a lot to be said for YouTube when it comes down to like the eight minute condensed game, where yeah. I can I can make sure I didn't miss anything big because I fo- similarly I I'm watching this one. What's that? I found I found another good site. I don't I don't want to say it because I don't want the NHL to come down. I don't know if you guys have anybody <laughs> from the NHL that listens? Uh, highly doubt it. Go on, Sweeney. <laughs> Yeah, <laughs> uh, there's a there's a great site called the uh, NHL 66 that uh, shows every, something every single that. game and you that. can watch the day after the whole game in its entirety. Nice. Mm-hmm. I've heard of that. Um, I, I, I just I just pony up the I pony up the eight bucks for eight bucks a month for ESPN plus. Mm-hmm. I can't get that here even if I want. It. Yeah, oh, that's so weird. I know it's almost like a different country, plus? Andrew. But TSN Plus. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> it's, it's, yeah. It's almost like, but no, I, I thought, can, I thought, can, I thought we'd finally taken over Canada. <laughs> we have something, because uh, um, <clears throat> Rogers, the cell phone provider, is a big sponsor of uh, the NHL. So anybody who's a Rogers provider can get, uh, you can pony up and get all the games there, like the center ice package, you know. But they should do an option where you can pay for just your team. You know, I'm not going to watch every other game. Yeah. Right. They should. They won't, but they should. Yeah. They, there's a lot to be figured out with that. If they did that, certain teams would obviously get a ton of money from that. And other teams yeah. are going to get nothing. So it's going to have to end up being like some sort of profit share for television rights. But the problem is the teams don't, the teams don't benefit off of the, off of the TV deals in the same way. Like mm-hmm. the league itself gets hundreds of millions of dollars for these TV contracts. It trickles down to the teams in an even way, but if if we were just paying just to see our teams, nobody else would fucking do anything, right? Yeah. Does the HL have a setup like that? Like you HL, HL has a thing like set up where you can pay for your team or your mm-hmm. you can pay for that team, but they they don't have the television deals to navigate around. Yeah, you know what I mean. Yeah. So like that's yeah. the difference. And AHL TV, it's not perfect, but it does allow me to watch a fair amount of Providence games each year. Um, mm-hmm. One thing that we are not going to see on television or streaming is the prospect challenge, which again, every year is frustrating and infuriating because there's no television deals to navigate with that. Why is there not a couple of cameras set up to just show these games? 
Wasn't there one game last year, I think, that was streamed off of somebody's phone, streaming it off of the computer or something? I think I remember that. I I thought the Sabres had some programming with it. The Sabres did it. I mean, last year, last year, I think the Sabres streamed all of the games. Mm -hmm. Um, And right now for the prospect, right now for this prospect challenge, from what I've been able to glean, the only team that isn't streaming from their site is the Bruins. We're so behind on the times. We really are. (laughs) You can, you can, if you want to go to Pittsburgh, if you want to go to Ottawa's, if you want to go to New Jersey's, you can watch the teams that we are going to end up playing for this prospect challenge, which by the way, I am super excited for. I'm, I'm hype to see some Fabian Liesel. Roster looks beautiful, man. Roster looks great. Uh, I'm so pumped to see this, but I wish Thomas, they should hire us to do play by play. Oh, and God. just have like a two camera setup. <laughs> it's just both of us standing back to back with our cell phones covering each half of the ice. Yeah. I, that would be great. And it's one handed because I'm going to have over there. Yeah. The play is on your side. Dill hole. Oh yeah. yeah. <laughs> I'm going to have a shaky ass camera because my back hurts and I can't stand for too long. And my other hand will probably have alcohol in it. So the competition <laughs> a- will go downhill very quickly at the end of the first period. You guys could have Ian doing uh, color commentary in uh, every local voice. Yeah. <laughs> that would be great. Oh, my God. That's, br- Ange, that's brilliant. That's I brilliant. asked him once. I said, uh, who's driving? He said, most of the time, nobody's driving. It's just <laughs> whatever comes up. It really is whatever comes up. We don't. We don't. I just write the itinerary and we just go, go nuts. It's, it's jazz, baby. Yeah. Well, he's Dobby, right? So. Yes. He's he is 100% Dobby. What a what a callback, Edge. Let's go. I love it. I will say Ian's probably the only one out of all of us that I could stand to listen to for two and a half to three hours during a game. He might be the only one. All three of us. Yeah. Hey, wait a minute. <laughs> I don't even want I don't even want to listen to myself. I don't I try to get out of my own thoughts. What was what was that you said? Like I haven't even heard all 89 episodes and I added them. Yeah, seriously. <laughs> Was, uh, was it uh, Zach Newcomer that uh, tweeted that he, he went back and he watched, uh, he uh, listened to every single episode? Yeah. 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 On I half think I've, maybe, on... I've maybe missed two or, or three. You're both yeah. fucking I psychopaths. On, I jumped on, uh, I remember the episode I jumped on. I think Andrew Taverna filled in. Mm-hmm. And uh, for a while I was tagging him all the time until Andrew corrected me on uh, Twitter. <laughs> But, it's not uh, his yeah. show. It's my show. It's our show. It's not his yeah. show. But you know, either way, that's a dangerous Twitter account to like either either Andrews. They're dangerous Twitters to get involved with. <laughs> Something about the name. I don't know. You you're you and and Taverna control like nobody else. He loves doing that shit. He he's 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 gotten so good at it too. It's just natural, man. He yeah. does a good job with it. Yeah. He's definitely king of stirring shit. I'll give you that. Oh, 100%. Mm-hmm. He yeah. loves that shit. And I yeah. honestly, as long as I don't get roped into it, I love sitting back and just watching how people react to some of this stuff. He, <laughs> gets, just, he gets great interactions. He does a great job with it. I agree with him all the time. Yeah. <laughs> Here's the thing. We, we, he lives nearby me. This is, that's who he is. So, Taverna, if you're listening, shout out. If you're not t- listening, you're not going to hear this. So, fuck you. Ah. <laughs> <laughs> uh. Oh, man. So outside of the prospects, captain's practice. 
first day let's go thoughts give me your thoughts how exciting because it does this it's it kind of actually feels like hockey season this year yep captain's practice is the unofficial it's like memorial day in the summer captain's okay. practice is the official start of hockey season i, I can, watched some vid. I get that i watched some vid that was posted on twitter mm-hmm. uh man is I saw something to get excited about. This guy looks so good. And I know that it's captain's practice, but even what we saw at the World Juniors, for the first time since maybe Pasta, um, we have something to get really excited about. You know? Are you talking about the prospect challenge practice that they pe- that they posted today with Lisel? Because, man, he looked great. Yeah, that's exactly what I was mm-hmm. talking about. And I also saw at the risk of... Um, at the risk of sounding like Dirk Diggler, I saw Dick in Nets, yep. and uh, fuck, he's, he's, he's a big boy, Dick, there. He's, yep. uh, <sighs> well, he's flopping yeah. around the net all <laughs> yep. No, but the, the clips that I saw, he's really smooth laterally, and uh, I saw this clip somebody posted. I'm sorry, I don't have the name. I can't give him a shout-out, but it's from behind the net. And you see traffic in front of the net, and he it's he so easily tracks the puck, even with traffic, because because of his height, and he's so calm. He's for a tall goalie, keeps his arms to his uh, to his upper body, so nothing leaks through. Because a lot of taller goalies have that issue, but really, really impressed. I haven't seen enough of uh, of uh, Brandon Boosie. I haven't mm-hmm. seen any video on him, but uh, what I saw of uh, of Reed, I'll just say Reed. Um, he looked he looked really good. I was impressed. Usi's another big goaltender who who is who uses his size more than his athleticism, mm-hmm. and he's 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 a very big Boosie. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, he's a bit. Um, Dick is more of a wildly moving. Like he's like. He is controlled, but he he's very very limmy. He has very, a lot of limbs are going around at all times. I'm not I mature enough for this conversation. We we aren't. We aren't. <laughs> we aren't. It's just it's just flopping all around. <laughs> but that was kind of his issue in in Swift Current was that um a they had a putrid team last year, mm-hmm. and b he got left out to dry. So it looked so it looked a lot worse than it really was when he was trying to flail to make some of these spectacular saves. He had a he he had a um prospect challenge game the red and white game where he made a couple of amazing saves where it was just glove stick where he would just grab it out of the air and just just the way that he moves just the way that he moves is just so i don't want to say it's fluid but it's a lot there's a lot there there's a lot to the stick (laughs) i was gonna say i was you saying are you saying dick is smooth or or Boosie's smooth. Dick, Dick, Dick is smooth. Boosie, Boosie's not smooth. Boosie's they're pretty rough around the edges. <laughs> Jesus Christ. <laughs> but, so, I guess my nine-year-old can listen to this podcast. <laughs> I don't think a nine-year-old should ever listen to this podcast. Shout out, by the way, quick shout out to um, Dr. Funk on Twitter. I've been meaning to shout him out for weeks. He texted me a few weeks back and he told me that his wife, quote, forbade him from listening to the podcast in the car with the kids mm-hmm. because of all of our swearing and inappropriateness yeah yep. this podcast is always a drinking game for anybody who's offended by swearing i apologize but i don't have this social this, <laughs> i don't have the social wherewithal or intelligence to not throw f-bombs all over the place but 
Um, but yeah, I mean, just to wrap up the, the prospect talk, um, Andrew, you kind of touched on it a little bit when we started, but everybody that I wanted to see is involved in this, mm-hmm. like all, all the prospects he got Beecher's there, uh, Humphrey's there. I was excited to see obviously like, uh, uh Lauco and Lysel, uh, McLaughlin's there. Yep. Interesting. Yeah. Um, uh, obviously I, I mean, it makes sense for him to be there, but, uh, Merkulov is there. Poitras is there. Uh, and then on the defensive side, you got Ryan Mast. That's mm-hmm. probably the one that I was most excited to see. Uh, and also the other Frederick. Frederick Burnett is there. Yep. And then obviously Dick and Bussy. Dick and Bussy. I, I love that Dick and Bussy is Dick and God damn it. Dick and Bussy. <laughs> <laughs> I love that Dick and Bussy are going to be the goaltending tandem. Oh, 100%. Yeah. And also, uh, Mark Diver is reporting that the top line for the prospect challenge, the line that's going to get a lot of run is going to be Lauko, Merkulov, and Liesel. Mm-hmm. Give it to me. Yep. Give it to me. And where, where um, do you see the goalies ending up? I'm curious because Providence seems pretty set on their goalies. Mm-hmm. So uh, I don't know what the availability is. Can can they go back down to their teams or? Lucy is probably going is probably ticketed for the ECHL right now. Um, okay, the Mariners. Yep. Yeah. Okay. Nothing. Nothing wrong with that. That's no. not a. That's not a dig on his on his um, ability or anything. No. Like if that. anything, it speaks to the depth right now. Yeah, exactly. Exactly. It's going to be Kincaid and Kaiser are going to be mm-hmm. the Providence goalies and the ECHL goalies are going to be um, Boosie and Francois Broussard, um, who was just signed. Uh, Dick, so Broder is out of the system now. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Broder is out of the system now. Broder right? is out of the system. Broder signed with Norfolk, I believe, who doesn't okay. have an NHL affiliate. Okay. Fair. Yeah. So, yeah, Broder's out. It, it's going to be, yeah, it's going to be Broussard and Boosie for the ECHL, Kincaid and Kaiser for the AHL. And where does Dick fit in? <laughs> Dick fits in the swift current of, uh, I don't know, I had something for that. <laughs> Dude, you got to put some 70s vibe in, in place. Yeah. <laughs> yep. No. Yep. It's been a while since you've done that, Thomas. You got to. No, uh, I haven't had too much of a reason. Like, the third party here, Ian, is uh, typically he when he starts getting a little uh, a little froggy is when I little toss ho- it on. Little horny jail. Yeah, yeah. But he's been able to control himself for at least a little bit. Yeah. But oh, we, once yeah, we, once we start seeing live hockey again, it's going to go downhill real quick. Yeah. I we Jesus. Shall we talk about the captain's practice? We shall, yes. I think I the most important note, obviously, is Jake DeBrusque. Do you got his quote in front of you? I do, yes. You knew he was going to get questioned the second the media got their hands on mm-hmm. on everybody. And instead of making it about what's coming, they need to somehow close the chapter mm-hmm. of the Jake DeBrusque saga. Go ahead and give me that quote. I think he did a pretty good job. Yep. It wasn't a hard decision to rescind my trade request. I love the boys. Staying with them was an easy choice. And now it's time to show that show what I've got. Hell AKA, yeah. shut the yeah. fuck up. It's over. Let's move on. I'm here. And did he look like a completely different he had a completely different vibe in that interview? He looked mm-hmm. 
Um, obviously, I'm, I'm not saying the guy's immature, but he he looked like he had a completely different maturity about him. He was so poised. He looked like he was in control of that inter- interview. Usually, he's chasing, right? Mm-hmm. Uh, but he looked. It, it was good to see him like that. It, it, it gave me a good feeling for the season. He, yeah, I mean, he's been able to practice that that response to that question for seven months now. Yeah. <laughs> Very so true. that's probably part of it, but there's no doubt about it. Like the way he handles himself, I, f- I feel like mentally he took a step into professional territory, like a feeling of actually belonging there mm-hmm. uh, in his mind. Mm-hmm. And also if again, like we'll apparently never know, but if there was a problem with the previous coaching regime, probably feels really comfortable just based on, a, on those changes. Mm-hmm. So I, I, I love the quote. He also looks like he's dropped quite a bit of weight. He looks mm-hmm. a lot leaner. He's drinking water, guys. Mm. Water's I, good. Water's good. Water's good for you. Mm-hmm. That's what I heard. I read that. Yeah, once or twice. <laughs> yeah. Have you tried uh, it? Yeah. Not, yeah. not recently. <laughs> <laughs> Typically, the water here has hops in it. Hell yeah. That's, um, that's what, uh, anything else jump out to you? Uh, other than the fact that the practice is again, like the, basically the start of the hockey season, it's like where I start to allow myself getting excited about what's coming. seems to be a lot of excitement around Zaka. Yeah. A lot of, a lot of players talking about Zaka, a lot of players talking about his, his connection with Zvoro. I mean, you guys have talked about it, um, but <clears throat> just to actually see the players say it, that they're excited about this guy. I don't know. It makes you feel good for the move, you know? Mm-hmm. If Patrice Bergeron said he plays the game the right way, he has an incredible shot. That's fucking good enough for me, boys. Yep. <laughs> and Charlie Coyle, Charlie Coyle sounded like, sounded like a kid. I really want to play with him when Marshy comes back. That was his mm-hmm. literal quote. <laughs> yeah. You go to the playground with me. Let's go. Let's that's him. Mom, mom said, mom said we can go play. <laughs> it's the karate in the garage syndrome right there. Yep. Yep. Exactly. We've heard about his shot. Even, even devil's fans who were kicking him out the door a few months back said he has a great shot. I wish he would use it. I wish he would use it. We've yeah, heard that, that was before. my question. Yeah. Does he use it? Cause we heard when we got Greg Smith, we, uh, we were all about, you know, shooting percentage. He's always shooting on net. He yep. shoots the puck. That's what we need. But I mean, the goals just weren't there. Yeah. So now, now we have a guy with a great shot and he's, you know, hopefully he's going to use it. Can we blend those two? Can we just combine them? Yeah. I mean, I, I love Smith's willingness to shoot, but mm-hmm. sometimes he just needs to stop putting it in the chest of the goaltender but this is a big year for him smith Absolutely. is smith if he's if he remains on this team for the entire year he's got a lot to show and a lot of reasons to show what he can do this is a contract so, year for him exactly if he, if, if if all if he remains on this team all year it's a contract year for him so yep. that's something to keep in mind yep no but i'm 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 with you on like i'm excited to see zaka and I, i'm sure the locker room's excited because he's the only new blood like yeah. that's basically it. Yeah. So yeah, he's the only Krejci guy to get that credit. Krejci yeah, Krejci's Krejci, back, but he's Krejci been... went to the store to get cigarettes and actually came back. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> that's a very sad dad reference right there. That's very sad. 
enough I'm about actually, David so I'm, Quinn. I'm pretty excited about that too. I think I think the Krejci might bring. Um, I had this conversation last year uh, with, with Ian around the time that Rask was coming back, and I was saying. Um, Players like that, that the locker room knows and the, lo- the locker room love, there's, there's intangibles to that. There's, Absolutely. you know, uh, even if he doesn't have, a, let's say, the greatest of years, just having him back in the room is going to bring an extra jump and an extra vibe. And we sensed that a little bit when Rask was coming back. The team started to turn it around. The goalies were playing better. The team was, you know, excited. Too bad Rask's hip didn't hold up although he looked pretty good at his wedding hopping around there yeah. but, you know <laughs> yeah um as somebody think, who danced at a wedding earlier this summer trust me <laughs> the health of the hip is not is not uh, relative to the health of the uh, health of the dancing <laughs> yeah. no but uh i i think i think creachy creachy coming back especially to the older guys like uh Bergy and and, and marshall will uh you know give them a little bit of extra something plus you know i'm sure they know that this is you know so-called last dance or you know the year before the last dance whatever i'm not convinced bernie retires this year but really yeah i'm not convinced just something the way he he spoke about um uh i spoke about his uh you know uh not retiring press conference there uh the zoom call i just i got the vibe that he he hasn't decided yet mm-hmm. um i i i think we'll know i i think there's definitely going to be a vibe of you know this is you know birdies last year when, yeah. when that year comes and i'm not getting that yet yeah maybe by I, the end of the year i'll get it but yeah i was gonna say like post deadline we might have a better idea yeah there's two sides to that one there's hope in your heart, and I fucking love that, Ange. I don't necessarily have that same hope. I think this is probably it for him. My guess, like my personal feeling on it would be he's not going to lead on, at least yet, that this may be his final year because he doesn't want the farewell tour. He doesn't yeah, want that's, that's he doesn't want that him. kind of attention. He's just too he's, – he's a pro's pro. So maybe towards the end of the year, especially if they're out of the playoff race or whatever, we start to kind of get a little bit of a – a vibe that mm-hmm. this might be it but man i i would love to be where you're at mentally about it and have hope that he comes back for at least one more year after this but i'm going to take this for what it is uh in my mind and and that's this is probably the last time i'm going to see this guy play ho- uh, hockey and okay. and i'm okay with that because i've kind of been there and to a point i was almost kind of there towards the end of last year uh like last season but we were kind of there during the summer when we weren't sure yeah so we definitely shouldn't take it for granted one thing we we we, we, you know we follow these athletes and um we should definitely not take for granted you know how spoiled we've been in boston yep and uh, i've had this argument with people on twitter that's that's probably why i'm dialing that part of it back a little bit (laughs) because there's always somebody to argue with about something but um a lot of younger fans, you know, haven't been around in the late in, in you know, the late 80s, the 90s, the, the 2000s, the mid 2000s, you know, when this team was, you know, a fucking dumpster fire, you know, mm-hmm. 2005, when right before they traded Joe Thornton, you know, mm-hmm. people can't remember that stuff, you know, Wait, Marco Sturm supremacy. <laughs> yeah, you know, and, uh, and I tried to defend that trade when that happened you know like because i'm always defending the bruins one way or another 
Um, but um, I'm trying always to find like, you know, the bright side of it. But we, they, we've been so spoiled. You know, they're, they're, I, see, I see fans that are like, oh, I was 10 years old and the Bruins won the cup. You know, I was 10 years old in 88 when I started watching and the Bruins hadn't beat Montreal in 43 years mm-hmm. in the playoffs. Mm-hmm. So, you know, it's a different difference in perspective. You know, you, you've been spoiled. You have all these players and they're screaming for rebuilds. I'm like, you don't know what a rebuild is. You haven't lived it. I'm not questioning anybody's intelligence. I'm just saying you haven't lived. You have no, pers- you have no, you have no perspectives. You have no perspectives. Yeah. Yeah. So, yeah, that's very well said, Ange. So just cherish what we have, you know, like you cherish those last years that we had with Chara, even mm-hmm. though he wasn't Chara of 2011, you know, yep. you mm-hmm. know, and, uh, you know, guys like Recky, we only had for a couple of years, but man, did he, did he put his, did he put his heart on the line, played with like, you know, what was it, uh, uh, Stones, he was getting treatment yeah. and he was playing, I mean, considering he only played it for us for a couple of years he still feels like an all-time Bruin because of who he was yeah and I'm with I'm with you about the Chara too what was it a couple weeks ago I said like my lasting image is going to be him in the bubble helmet with the broken jaw standing on the on the blue line for introductions and it felt like that was the end and in my mind it was i I'm in another couple of years after he's long retired and all that stuff. I'm not going to think of the capitals here. I'm certainly not going to think of this past year with the Islanders. Um, that's going to be my lasting image, him raising the cup and him on the blue line at the tail end of his career with a Bruins sweater on a broken jaw and the crowd going absolutely ballistic because they knew in that moment what they had in that guy. But the look on his face after game seven, the guy couldn't even cry. Yeah. Probably was, he was like in, in pain. Yeah. You know, like, and- oh my God, that, that, that hurt that last, that last part you just said hurt that put yeah. me in pain. And we're all about to get really in, into our feelings. We should yeah. move on. <laughs> oh my God. Do you want to, do you want to flip the script and instead of being sad, get angry or frustrated? Sure thing. Where are we going? We're going to go with the Felino puff piece where he's saying he's in the best shape of his life. <sighs> Andrew, you put a little comment here on the itinerary feels an awful lot like Bacchus right before he bottomed out. I didn't think that at all until I read those words from you. This is why I'm like in one instance, this is why I'm sad that you're not on Twitter because that is perfect and also terrifying because I really hope that's not true. Yeah. It's just, it's, you read that and it's, 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 it is a puff piece. It's 100% a puff piece. The headline is I feel young again. So, um, oh no, (laughs) That's a, we're off to a rousing start there. <laughs> this is the best I've felt in three years. Um, mm-hmm. the, the, his back has been just holding on by twine and a wish for three yeah. years. This is the best you felt in three years. The bar isn't exactly that high. I just, I, I hated, I hated that that came out. I hated that this article came out. You're going to go, you're going to see a more confident player. Am I like, what are you, what, 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 what are we going to see? There's only so much that the brain, you know, the brain is willing, but the body is soft and mushy. Like the hope is it can't get any worse. Yes. But I'm terrified that it actually can. Yes. The last (laughs) quote is what terrified me the most when he was talking about how his, how he's, he's worked out his skating and how he was trying to make up for, 
in his offseason workouts, he was compensating for his back, but now he doesn't have to do it anymore. He goes, I'm arriving on time, almost early on occasion. <laughs> With what? What does that mean? I like, look, I, I don't want to not root for him. Mm-hmm. He, he seems like a salt of the earth, beautiful human being. But this sounds like somebody who is, has his fingertips on the cliff and he's hanging and he's insisting on the people who are trying to lift him up. It's fine. I'll be fine. Character wise. I want him behind the bench. Like he seems 100%. like that kind of guy, or he's 100%. in the locker room handing out high fives. Like, like it's his job because 100%. maybe it should be his job. Yeah. But look, if we can get something out of him this year and in Boston and not Providence, then I'll take it. Uh, I don't think we, that's going to be on the ice. Yeah. I, I that's, that's, that's kind of what it was think- last year. And I, I so much money behind him. We'll and save $1.135 $1. $1. $1. $1. $1. $1. $1. $1. $1. $1. $1. $1. if we send him down to Providence. Yeah. But if, if all indications and all stories are correct, didn't, didn't um, Bergeron want him here? And, and if that's the case, maybe that's kind of what's tying um, managing his hands. Maybe, you know, he want, absolutely wants him here. And, and I'm starting to think maybe the component of that is because Bergeron is in his last few years and he's thinking they need some kind of, you know, uh, veteran leadership in the room. You guys mentioned Bacchus and I, I think back to uh, Bacchus saying that when he came in, um, the locker room was a mess, which I still find hard to believe because mm-hmm. we had Bergie and, and Chara. I never bought any of it's sort of all like of, that, that. That was the spit and chicklets are, uh, interview. Correct. Yeah. Right. Uh, no, um, I think it was the, uh, um, uh, Cam and Strick, uh, Strickland. Stricken, yeah, Cam and Strick, yeah. 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 He went on that weird tour that summer where yeah. was, where I, I was a big part in changing the culture of the Bruins, and it kind of sounded like he was sniffing his own farts a little bit. I'm not going to lie. I find it hard to believe. I mean, I, I, I get it. Like, um, you think back to those years, uh, you know, the Bruins missing the playoffs by a point. Mm-hmm. Um, I think it was around that time, right? Yep. You know, uh, Julian was still there. So maybe the guys were already starting to get stale on that message. But I mean, he put such an emphasis. And for me, he was he was always just a spare part. You know, I remember when that deal was signed, I was I was with a, um, I was working with a buddy of mine. Um, I'll just uh, shout him out. Gino, he's a big he's a big uh, listener of the show. He listens to you guys all the time. Also. Nice. And oh, he yeah. loved it. He was like, oh, we need a guy like Bacchus. And, I, and I'm like. Listen, I love Bacchus, but my exact words were five years is too long, man. He's not going to last three. Yeah. And, I th- and you're God. right. Yeah. Yeah. It's at the time, the Western Conference was still in that cycle of really heavy hitting and players that played in the Western Conference. I mean, can you imagine Chara playing in a Western Conference team? Mm-hmm. I don't think he would have, he would have played past 2015, 2016. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Dang. I'm, I'm with you almost almost to a T. I didn't like the length of the contract, but I was very excited when the Bruins signed Bacchus because I had seen so much of him in, in St. Louis because they're rivals with Nashville and I was down there for so long and I saw Bacchus play live 10, 15 times and I loved his game. He was super frustrating to play against. It felt like he always came through in a big moment for them or whatever, whatever the case was. I was super excited that we got him 
and it just didn't work. It just didn't work. And sometimes if you get off on the wrong foot, if you don't have the mental makeup to fix it, you're not going to. And if he's coming out after the fact and giving all these weird interviews saying like, ah, the culture was fucked when I got there and um, I helped bring it back and this and that. It's just like the, the smell in your own farts is a pretty nice way of saying the dude probably had no fucking clue what he actually was as a member of that roster. Yeah. It was kind of like, is it crazy self-important? Mm-hmm. So I'm not saying that Felino is doing this with this puff piece. I'm no, not, I'm no, not no, not at all. I think Felino is, yeah. is more of a casual guy. Beckus is a very intense guy. Yeah. Very intense guy. 100%. And I think I honestly, I think a lot of his issues with his time in Boston is, is in his own mind because I think he's frustrated that it didn't work because mm-hmm. he bet on himself and the team bet on him with a shitload of money and he mm-hmm. failed. Mm-hmm. Well, he and, complained a lot about the way it ended. Right? Yeah. Like really sour grapes about the way that it was almost like that tour was kind of the opposite of the tour that Cassidy has been on lately yeah. where Cassidy's crying like the ex-girlfriend and this is the boyfriend type of yeah. thing. And, you know, Bacchus was just trying to bash. By the way, it's been almost two weeks since Cassidy hasn't given a Bruins interview. What's going is on? Is he okay? I don't know. <laughs> well, like I'm we waiting. like we said when we talked about it, like it's it's getting so close to the season that he's finally has more on his mind and he needs to figure out stuff. Okay, for his own team rather shut than up talk. about boston yeah it's, i mean i wouldn't be surprised if somebody said like hey the next interview you do you should talk about our team let's start getting our fans excited maybe if i'm yeah. the gm of vegas i hope i i hope he did that it was like all right that's enough like mm-hmm. yeah <laughs> they, 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 they tear me another asshole on twitter when when i voiced and all i voiced was i didn't i I'd never said he was a bad coach in fact i think he's a great coach but mm-hmm. i just voiced the fact that it was time for a change. Yep. There was something new that was needed. And, you know, we, we talked about Cameron Strick before. I listened to an interview with uh, Claude Julien on that, and he was saying, he goes, all coaches know it. There is something to the voice. And all coaches have a day where their voice is just, you know, the locker room doesn't get it anymore. You know, one guy was, and I, and I forget his name, he was, you know, telling me, he goes, I don't get this voice thing. What about Belichick and and, and in uh, uh, New England, and I said, and, and I answered him and said, "Well, I mean, you're comparing the NFL to the NHL. The NFL is how many games a season, right? 16, and yep. it's a completely different animal game-wise. You know, you have so many coordinators. You know, actually, he probably doesn't even speak to half of the players there, if, if I'm understanding his role correctly. And now you're talking about probably on you know top three on everybody's list, if not number one, of the greatest coach of all time." And Cassidy to date is not on that list of greatest coach of all time. So I get the argument, you know, but at the same time, I mean, you, you have to compare it properly. I just I, I thought maybe there there was a, a change needed in Boston, and I think I think Monty was the right the right hire, and um, I think we're going to see, you know, players like DeBrusque and uh, other, you know younger guys maybe have a, a little bit of a change i'm super excited for monty speaking of which monty came out today not today but a couple days ago and uh mapped out his tactics of how he's of how how he's going to coach the bruins and it was a this we complained about fluto an awful lot this off season this is the kind of if you have a chance read this article 
on the athletic about Montgomery, about Montgomery coaching. This is the kind of stuff I want to hear from him. This is the kind of stuff I want to see him write. I don't want him to talk about text messages about David Posternock. I want him to talk about the coaching. I want him to talk about on the ice. Cause this, this, this was, I, I loved this. So he goes out, he comes in any, any details about how, where did it go? There we go. All right. I'm sorry about that. How he's going to be different from Cassidy. And, and a, a couple of things really stood out to me. And I want to get you guys' thought on them. Less volume in shots and more discretion. More discretion on shots. Uh, keeping, he's keeping zone defense because, quote, you can't argue with success. He's going to transition from the deep over the middle more than off, this, off to the sides and off to the perimeter. And probably one of the more important ones, he's going to let wingers fly the zone. And that's a sacrifice he's willing to make. He's willing to sacrifice a little bit of defense for to to maximize the talent of his wingers of his offense. Those were the four that that really stood out to me. What do you guys think? I think the transition for the D is going to be helped with Sporo coming back. I like the way he moves the puck. Mm-hmm. So that you know that if he stays healthy. I think he's probably poised to take a next step, and I think he can be successful in that role. To that same token, that might help Mike Riley in his trade value. Absolutely. Mm-hmm. Well, they have to make a move. Yeah, so. they do. They're, they're going to have to. So something like that is going to help a guy a guy like Zaboral and help a guy like Riley who knows the score. He knows what's up. Mm-hmm. Where It's going to be like, okay, um, you're going to be here for about six to eight weeks. We're probably going to trade you. Make it count. We'll get you somewhere good. Do you think they let him go earlier if one of these uh, youngsters uh, cracks the lineup? Or do you think they still keep him just in case it's a flash in the pan type thing? I definitely think they're going to they're going to keep him regardless, because if there's anything that if there's anything that Don Sweeney has talked about. Ad nauseum, it's depth and defense. Mm-hmm. he's not going to trade one of them unless he absolutely has to. And this is going to be a situation where he's going to absolutely have to. Mm-hmm. Thomas, he's what a, do you think? He's a defensive-minded coach, I think, first. Mm-hmm. So it's interesting that he's not trying to shake things up too much. But he's right. You can't argue with success. Keep the zone. I think take, take what you have in this team right now and build off of it is the easiest way to do it, especially in your first year, especially in a year where you're not trying to – make crazy waves because the roster is by and large the same roster that we had last season, hopefully healthier and hopefully not missing the net nearly as much. Yeah. Um, and younger to and younger kind of, if you want to talk about swap out Zaka and Hala. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, in having Zaboro back, hopefully for a full season, I think this is going to be a massive year for him. I, I think I think the defense can be a strong thing for this team. So really, it comes down to how do we improve special teams? He's not a bad coach for that. Mm-hmm. And then we got to just figure out shit on offense. Don't make too many waves. Take what the success that you had because this was a playoff team last year. Take that, build. And if it's not working, a few months into the season, and don't forget the first month of the season, it's going to be very difficult with all these injuries. The first couple months, really. So you don't want to change too much. There's no point in changing too much. 
just the message, just the feeling around the team is going to be enough change where we're probably going to see a spark under a lot of asses. I'm so, so excited to see what this coach can do. And I, I think we all need to just remember, we can't judge them on the first couple of weeks of the season. We're gonna, especially when you see the lines. We're gonna. Oh, absolutely. Three weeks into the season, me and you are probably going to be creating a new asshole, but yeah, exactly. Well, we're, we're going to, we've, we've done this the first, our first two seasons. We're going to have an episode where we're two or three games in and we're going to tell, be telling people to calm the fuck down. Mm -hmm. If they win both games, we're going to tell them to calm the fuck down. If they lose both games, we're going to tell them to calm the fuck down harder. (laughs) So, but you mentioned something, Thomas, uh, you were talking about the power play. He's, he's pretty good at the power play. Um, Krejci being back on the power play. Everybody talks about how slow Krejci is, but the guy is deliberately slow, especially at his entries. And it's been fucking up other teams' defenses for ages, you know? And think of how how much they would gain the zone when Krejci was part of that power play. So I think that's going to help the power play a little bit also. Um, You're you're actually going to have somebody else to win that second unit. Because he's not going to play in the first unit with Bergeron and Marshawn. He's going to have his own unit. So it's going to definitely bring some more balance to that. I like that idea. I like that idea that he that he gets to, that he quarterbacks his own unit. I wonder if Montgomery is is going to have like a one A one B situation. He has the he has the players to do it. Well, why wouldn't he? I mean, right. how many times well, instead of having see... like a one, you know, power play one play a minute 30 and then power play two get the get, get the scraps. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. It's going to be even. But think of when Krejci was there the first time. I mean, the power play was ridiculous. They would score almost every, you know, after 2011 because 2011 they didn't score any power play goals. But I mean, <laughs> it, it, it was deadly for Dano for... Chara net front presence. <laughs> Yeah. <laughs> speaking, speaking of Chara, I was listening to uh, a morning brew yesterday and Jaffe uh, was saying how he finds, and I kind of agree with him, that we need that big shot from the point. And he was alluding to a little bit, uh, he wasn't suggesting that the Bruins get Subban, but he said the one thing that Subban might bring is that heavy shot. And I kind of agreed with him, not, not with bringing Subban in, but that the Bruins are missing that really, you know, big shot. Yeah. How many teams really have that though? I mean, probably 15 teams, but like the big shot, like Subban used to have, or that Chara used to provide us, uh, or, or Shea Weber provided up in Montreal for, for years. There's, there's only so many guys who can really fucking lay in and, and give you that fear. Cause I think a lot of it comes down to the fear of that big shot coming. And then the ability to jump on the rebounds when it when it fails, I would love to see that. I don't want to see that out of Subban though. Mm-hmm. Chucky has a good shot. The problem is he reminds me a lot when when he's on the park. Where he reminds me a lot of that guy in uh, what's it? Uh, what's that movie there? The Mighty Ducks, where he had to shoot five times before he got one in. Oh yeah, you know? yeah. yeah. Yep. Okay, that's still that's still a shooting read. Twenty percent. Yeah. Yep. But uh, it, when he gets a shot on net. It, yeah, they're always in, but the problem is he doesn't hit the net often. Mm-hmm. You know? Carlo's got a good shot. He's got a yeah, he's, he's got a, he's got a big shot. heavy shot, yeah. but he doesn't use it. It's just it's literally the Bruins' way right now is don't shoot. 
Carlo have the ability to shoot. To just don't. Carlo does, and this is a very important year for him. He yeah. really needs to be healthy. Really, really needs to be healthy. But I'm root, I'm rooting for him. He he I I've said it before. Last year he showed a lot. He there was a stretch of time where he was very, very, very good. But then that one then one mistake will just would just turn him on his ear. So I think I think we all we all probably because I've heard you guys say this before and I'm in agreement. I think we all agree that part of it is, you know, um him being a little bit fragile, creeping up, you know. Uh, in the back of his mind all the time, it's taking a little bit of an edge off his game. He's worried about getting injured or worried I about think getting that's, that yeah, big and, and that's totally fair. That's totally yeah. fair. A lot of concussions, a lot of leg injuries, you know? Yeah. Yeah, not not all his fault, unfortunately. Mm-hmm. But uh, at, at a certain point, you need to kind of put together at least at least a 70-game season mm-hmm. and kind of and go from there. Uh, a couple more topics that we're going to hit on. I want to go a little bit rapid fire and kind of clean some of this crap up. Uh, first of all, I'm not going to talk about this, but you're talking about reports that the roof is crumbling and chunks at the social bank saddle dome. Uh, and the Alberta principal uh, provincial government is backing a shitload of money for a new arena. They backed awesome for out. them. They backed, they out. backed out. No, they backed out of it. Oh shit. Yes. Okay. I read that completely wrong. I was more focused on the fact that you fucking found a way to mention Hartford in this just to trigger me talking about the roof collapse and get the fuck out of here with this. Hopefully Calgary somehow figures it out. That team should not be moved again. That team, that team belongs there. Uh, Yeah. They're going to move to Atlanta again. Again. I like Calgary. Just the fact that they beat Montreal in 89. Yeah. I love them. Lady McDonald for life. Mm-hmm. Speaking of Montreal, they just named a 23-year-old their 31st captain. Yeah. Hey, listen, Nick Suzuki <laughs> polishing the brass on the Titanic. That sounds good to me, man. Yeah. <laughs> I love that. Andrew, give me some comments on this because I know you have some. Montreal's going to Montreal. They Montreal again. Yeah. And, and, and why does Montreal do this? You know, this, and this is the thing, uh, I, I have this, I can't believe I'm going to say this, but Montreal is a team with such a history, okay, right? I mean, uh, yeah, I mean, you can you can talk about, you know, the, the territorial drafting and whatever, but that, that's just the way it was done. So that's how they got all their success, really. But with a team with such a history, the, the fan base here, it's, I mean, they it's almost like they completely with such a history really like you think of players like Belleville, like Mm -hmm. you have this class about you and they're just not that at times you know i don't know if it's just the ones in montreal because i listened to cyril your friend cyril from Mm -hmm. he's from halifax right Mm -hmm. so i listened to him and he knows his hockey he's a smart guy i have never met him but i'm wondering if you know, something happened to this poor guy's DNA along the way where he became a Montreal fan because he's so like <laughs> the opposite of a lot of people that I seem yeah. to hear, you know, and they've almost become how that happened. <laughs> yeah. They've almost become as entitled as Toronto, you know, Toronto fans for the longest time. They just, they just feel like they're and and I'm thinking to myself, I'm like, 
man, you guys have such a great history. And and I remember Ber- Bergervin alluding to something like this right before he was canned. He's like, everybody talks about, you know, how great the Montreal Canadiens were, but we're not that anymore, mm-hmm. you know? And people should start to live in the reality that we are now. Well, the, the well, part of why they're not this anymore is because of decisions like you announce Nick Suzuki's captain captaincy, which is like you said, it's a great honor. It has history. It has it has a, it still has a gravitas attached to it. But you announce it in the same press conference as you announce your ad sponsor for your fucking jersey patch. Yeah, there was a feeling. I don't know if you guys have seen the movie, but there was a feeling of idiocracy to that. <laughs> You know what I'm talking about? Like yes. how everything was an ad. Welcome to Costco. I love you. Yeah. <laughs> well, guys, let's get some Starbucks. It's not time they, for a blowjob. <laughs> they, they they specifically went out of their way. I don't know if you saw this back in the day, but they specifically went out of the way to get a photo op with Max Pacioretty at his golf course. And two days later, you know, they took a picture behind this big, in front of this big C that they had, you know, for captain mm-hmm. and uh, at his golf tournament. And like two days later, he was traded. So, I mean, well, you know, I, I actually got one better for you. I got one better for you. They went to deliver Max Pacioretty's uh, jersey to his house with the Captain C on it to surprise him. They went to the wrong house. <laughs> it's shit like that. Yeah. And the other thing that I'm referring to uh, about Montreal going to Montreal is not only not only that, not only you're ru- ruining the kids moment. That is ruining the moment like through yeah, and through. Absolutely. Not only that, but. Quebec politicians coming out and said that he needs to, he needs, not he should, he needs to learn to speak French. Mm-hmm. Don't get me started on that, please. That's, <laughs> honestly. I will, I will, I, I, I would delete any French word that I ever knew out of spite. Yep. It's, that's <laughs> such a, I can, I can tell you horror stories about that. Uh, I'm not going to say it on the pod because, you know, Twitter backlash, but, you know, there's, there's such, uh, especially over the last two years, there's been a lot of stuff happening here. That's not, you know, not only in Quebec, but Canada in general with the whole pandemic, mm-hmm. but in Quebec, the language thing has come to the forefront quite a bit. Mm-hmm. And just seeing that, seeing this 23 year old kid who is, is a very good player. He's not a great player yet, guys. So calm down, but he's a very good player being named the captain, the captain and what that represents, especially now, is that we are counting on you to be our to to steer the ship of this rebuild, to bring us back. Mm-hmm. And these are the two things you respond with. Mm. Fuck off. Well, well, I mean, let's let's remember uh, Suzuki is a very traditional French name. Yes, absolutely. <laughs> so was uh, so was another great Montreal ca- uh, captain, Poison. Uh, Koivu's uh Gianta. And, yeah. And and Koivu, they did the same with Koivu. For years they pressured, you know, uh him to speak uh French. And honestly, that's for me, that's one of the things that really bothers me about the franchise is that, you know, and you talk we're talking about history before. I mean, they had arguably the greatest GM of all time, uh Sam Pollock. He was not French speaking. Mm-hmm. You know, I'm sure he spoke a little bit, but he was not, not from, from what I understand, he was not French Canadian. And he, he led that, this team basically to glory all those years. Mm-hmm. And 
for years now, they've all their candidates have been, they have to be French speaking. So look at their head coaches over the last, I don't know, 15 years. How many of them have been repeat head coaches? Because Terry, I mean, you're choosing Terry. for the same, you're choosing from the same five coaches all the time. Mm-hmm. So after, which is, well, after, which is why you hire Martin St. Louis, who never coached above Pee Wee. Because because mm-hmm. because part of the requisite is that he spoke French. Now mm-hmm. it might be a good it might have been a good idea, but you're not hiring the best guy. Your hiring practices are out of exactly. whack. Exactly. Yeah. And, exactly. And I remember when Randy Cunningworth was coaching the Habs. He, he was doing a, a good job at towards the end of the season, and they they still canned him. They still canned him because he didn't speak French. Exactly. All right. And it's, it's things like it, that that it just adds to my. Uh, I'll say the word hatred. <clears throat> for yeah. lack of a better word, even though that's the exact word I'm looking for, but um, <laughs> um, it, it just adds to it. I mean, it, you, again, you know, St. Louis doesn't work out. We're going to go back to the beginning of the cycle. We're going to, you know, Vigneault, right? right? We're then, yeah. then we're going to end yeah. up on something. Yeah, you know? you're right. At uh, what point is Terry coming back? <laughs> you know, like it's thing, little things like this. Yes, there's other there's other coaches up and coming probably in the juniors that are going to be, Patrick uh, it's gotta be Patrick. Waugh. Oh, that, that's, that has insurrection written all over that. I, mean, <laughs> I would love to see it. I yeah. would love to see it. Just for the soap would, opera. He I would mean, literally like, it's either you give me the reins or, you know, I'm not going to take, and that's, that's the only reason they don't give it to him because hmm. he would blow shit up. Fuck the Habs. Fuck them. Just fuck them, man. It's honestly like last thing I'll say about it is if that type of shit, the the political side of things, the language barrier thing, which to a point is almost racist in a fucking way. Like if that's how they're going to or if that's going to influence them making more and more bad decisions as an organization, I'm all for it as a Bruins fan. <laughs> yes. Let it burn. All right. What else we got here? Oh, got to touch on this. Mm-hmm. Evan Rodriguez signs for a year, $2 million, Colorado. Mm-hmm. The rich get richer, man. You win a Stanley it. Cup, you get this dude. And another one-year contract, contract that we're seeing. Mm-hmm. I, it, real quick, mm-hmm. agree or disagree, doesn't it kind of feel like there's like a weird conspiracy with the owners in the NHL to not give out long or big money contracts this year? Like almost like they're just trying to kind of pull back on these big contracts, especially, especially to like hockey's I'll call it hockey's middle class. Yeah. Like get younger, get cheaper. I I don't know. Like there's, it just feels like there's like a a, a little behind the scenes. Hush, hush, get eight million, give 8 million a year to the guys like Tim Stutzla. Yeah, it's just well, such Jaffe a weird was, off season. Jaffe was mentioning yesterday that um, uh, I think it dropped the day before, but I, I listened to it yesterday. He was saying something about the GMs being uh, a little bit apprehensive about the hard cap. Yeah. And he was saying, you know, maybe uh, two, three months in when we see some of the revenue coming in, uh, perhaps these deals are going to start to change a little bit. So maybe what we're seeing is the GMs being a little bit afraid because I don't think we've ever had to deal with this kind of cap before. Yeah. So. Well, I, I, I'll, I'll, I'll interject here by saying uh, generally, t- Thomas, I do agree. I agree with your overarching point, but uh, Tyler Mott, uh, a guy that you 
we're a fan of. Mm-hmm. Uh, just signed one year, one year deal. Yep. I think 1.3, 1.4 million dollars with Ottawa. Yeah. So, and I think I, out I, of one year deals, it feels like all these agents also know something that's going on, but where they're not pushing at this point. They're just taking what they can play this year and jump back into it next year when maybe the GMs or the owners are willing, willing to actually commit to shit. But from the sound of it, Evan Rodriguez got kind of fucked. Yeah. Um, so I would love him for $2 million. Yeah. Are you kidding? Love him. <laughs> but if you want to talk about his agent, his agent, there was, according to Frank, Frank Cervelli, who is very, very tuned in. Mm-hmm. He had an offer for three years and $3.5 million, and his agent turned it down on behalf of him. Yep. Rodriguez quickly fired him. Yeah. <laughs> Dumb shit. Yeah. Yeah. But interested. I'm interested to hear why. Yeah. But I don't know if we'll ever get that information, but yeah. But yeah, I saw that deal come across and I know in our group texts, we were all just like, come on, what the fuck? But yeah, come on, dude. That is um, a perfect landing spot for a middle six scoring winger. He's going to be great there. Yep. And he's going to be on a very good team. He's going to put up points Mm -hmm. and he's going to be a free agent again next year. And He'll probably get a three or five year offer again. Mm-hmm. And it'll we, probably we have money coming off our books. No, we have a lot coming off the, coming books, off the books next year. Yeah. yeah. yeah just saying. Speaking of uh, contracts, did, I, I saw this, um, this article it's funny enough, tweeted by uh, a Chicago insider. Um, our, our buddy, uh, Nick uh, Boosie retweeted it. Mm-hmm. A story that hags put out saying that pastor next in no rush to sign in Boston. Yeah. So um, right before we came on, uh, the CBC here had a, a special for uh, the 72 The Summit Series. Mm-hmm. And there was an interview with uh, Esposito. And this is in 72. And Esposito was saying that in 72, he was 30 years old. And many times he said he would have played hockey for free, right? He was saying at 30 years old in 1972, he was still working at the steel mill in the off season to make ends meet. Yep. Okay. Phil fucking Esposito, right? Was still working at the steel mill in 1972. And now we're talking about players who are, you know, possibly, you know, wanting more than 10 million, 12 million, how much the game has changed. Right. Mm -hmm. You know, Days back when um, I, I don't question his moves because he was a great GM when it came to moves, Sinden. But I guess because of the Jacobs, I mean, I remember, you know. Happy birthday, by the way. It's his 90th birthday. Today. Absolutely. <laughs> um, I remember Bork holding out, Neely holding out. Imagine, you know, you know, not wanting to pay Bork and Neely. Yeah. And this is like 1990 now. And, and now we're talking about 10, you know, 12 million possibly for McKinnon, you know? So it's, um, you guys, you guys think he's going to stay? You, you guys think they're going to get it done? Yeah. I do. I'm still room? pretty confident. Yep. Yeah. I do. Yeah. So uh, I, I mean, mostly because from? I don't think they have a choice. I think they just have to, mm-hmm. they have to look at it and say, we need to build around him. Let's throw the bag. Mm-hmm. But I don't think it's going to take, a full bag, we'll say. I'm holding you out. Still think he's going to discount it? I think there'll be a little bit of a discount, but it's not going to be the same discount as we got before. Right. It's so not going to be a nine to five, but good. 
something he he will yeah. accept i i do believe he will accept something smaller than he would have gotten on the open market oh yeah yeah 100 because i mean that's what he's going to be offered there's no way around that but mm -hmm. hopefully hopefully something gets done i'm still i'm still not like willing to get myself stressed out about it mm -hmm. uh, especially to the point like i'm not i'm not willing to get stressed out enough that i'm willing to read a fucking hags article uh, it was disguised as a, as a, in my defense, it was disguised as a, a Chicago tweet. Although I don't know if that makes it any better. That yeah. Not really, no. <laughs> You're digging your hole there, Andrew. Yep. It's Nick's fault. He tweeted it out. He retweeted yep. it. That's, that's, of, a, that's a Boosie problem right there. Speaking of Boosie, shout out to Boosie. First couple of episodes of Only Bruins. Really good, man. Starting strong, man. Uh, did Loving I tell it. you that I saw him a couple weeks ago? No way. All right. So like two, three weeks ago, real quick. Uh, I convinced Grace to make the road trip. It's about an hour and 20 minutes, hour and 30 minutes for me uh, to Foxborough because I wanted to snag a jersey before the football season and uh, wanted to go to the shop, bring the kid up there. We, we go to Foxborough before the season every year, bring the kid and get some pictures and all that bullshit. Mm -hmm. So as we're getting off the highway, we notice there's a huge line of cars, huge fucking line of cars. And I was like, what the fuck's going on? And I see one of those Amber alert signs flashing concert, blah, 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 parking, fucking Kenny Chesney or whoever the fuck was there. Huge country show there. So we got stuck in that traffic, getting into the stadium just to go to the shops, knowing full well when i'm there i was like boosie's probably fucking here so i shoot him a text and he's like yeah we're tailgating blah blah, blah. so i got yeah. to meet up with him and steal a couple beers from him and uh and my kids sat there and ate basically all of their doritos <laughs> but shout out to boosie for the beer i still owe you one brother kid's um, a beast but i did get to i got to hung out with him uh just for a couple minutes there and i got my 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 jersey my throwback uh got the kid some stuff and and we got the fuck out of there very easy to get out because the show had just started and obviously everybody's out of that parking lot but mm -hmm. took right off but it was cool like as as annoying as it was that there was a big country concert when we were just trying to go there and have like a relaxed afternoon i did get to see boosie and i did get to steal a couple cores lights from him so awesome. shout out to you but yeah dude show First couple episodes have been really good. Had Marky yeah. on there from the BNG podcast. Obviously, good chemistry with those dudes. So it's, it's good to hear Nick's voice on the pod waves again. And uh, it's it's interesting, too, because I noticed that the other show, we'll call it, uh, just kind of stopped. Like, they're not doing anything. And Boosie picked up, and he's doing his own thing. Uh, so anybody who listens to this podcast, give Only Bruins a chance. And... Uh, you won't be disappointed. Boosie's a good dude. He's funny as fuck. Mm -hmm. um, yeah, he guested on with us over the summer and it was a yep. really good show. Yep. I, I, I really wanted to bring him on the show because I knew that would like kind of get his juices going again. Mm -hmm. And a few weeks later, he did jump on and, and start his own thing. And it did it solo that first episode. Lots of credit to that. I, I said earlier on the podcast, I don't want to listen to myself for that long. <laughs> well, you know, it's it's great. I find it, his personality really comes out. And as a guy, like an, an outsider, really, you guys are all in close in proximity, but we've never met, right? But mm -hmm. let's say with you guys, we've, we've chatted many times and, and same with Boosie. And I mean, the, he's so engaging on his show and his personality comes mm -hmm. out. I, it's same like you guys and Mark and Kevin on, on uh, 
on black and gold. I feel like I know you guys personally from yeah. the little exchanges that we've had, you know? Yep. And uh, that's one thing I take away a lot from his show is the passion he puts in. And it's just, you know, a laugh because it's his personality is so big. Yeah. It comes across so big. He's authentic. Kevin's yeah, authentic. Absolutely. Like it's important. Yeah. And it, and that's the nice thing. Like getting to hear him and stuff like that. It's like, that's the exact conversation you would have if you were sitting in a, in a, in a pub drinking a beer and listening to him go off about fucking whoever. Yeah, and auth authenticity, was... authenticity is so important in this medium because mm -hmm. it's just, it's, what have we said many times before, Thomas? What what is what is the vibe of the show that we're trying to put out? It's beers with boys. Yeah, that's fair. But that's that's the thing with every show on the network. Like I said, I was on Mark's show um, towards the end of the season, mm -hmm. and it was the same thing. I mean, and even before I was on the show, uh, you guys and and Mark and Kevin and anybody I interacted with made me feel like part of the family and I'm, yeah. i was just a fan on the outside and you know you, it's it's great when you're down to earth and you, and you can just create these like friendships with people you've never met and in reality people you might never meet you yeah. know right. in my in my situation being where i am right but uh yeah absolutely so i'll shout out you know obviously you guys uh listen to you guys all the time but black and gold and only Bruins and uh, even Brett. I, I, I know Brett's going through his thing, but I hope he comes back mm -hmm. at some point. Mm -hmm. you know? Beehive. Yeah, Beehive. Absolutely. Mm -hmm. All right. All Let's right, boys. See. I think I got like two more things here. Mm -hmm. uh, how about a how about a real quick uh, PTO talk? Yeah. Uh, Zach Ashton Reese. We've literally mentioned him fucking two weeks ago that I would love to fucking take a shot at it. And of course he lands with Toronto. So that's our fault. We yeah. willed, we willed terrible things into existence. We did. We um, did. and then a shout out to Zach Senishin, mm. who signed a PTO with the devils today and the devils so high on him that they didn't know what fucking position he was because they welcomed him as a defender on Twitter and quickly took that down so enjoy that <laughs> shit Senishin. they like you and they feel so strongly about you making no, that team no, that they no, don't know no, who they're the gonna galaxy brand it they're like okay we don't have any room at ford so we're gonna try to do it did he did he sign it with montreal at one point because uh know. one one of the stories one of the one of the reports that i saw uh, about him uh signing with the devils had a picture of him in a montreal uniform and i'm like when did this happen that never happened <laughs> it must have been somebody it, it might have just been it they might have fucked up so hard that it might have been a picture of somebody else yeah right okay. who the hell knows ah yeah. oh, man i don't think i have too much else mm -hmm. uh other than Anj, i know you listen to the show so you know what the short well, 60 is so i'm absolutely i know i don't have to sit here and explain it but mm -hmm. for the folks listening who haven't heard the short 60 before I'm going to put 60 seconds on the clock. I'm going to ask you a couple of random ass questions. They are not quiz questions, so don't get too nervous, but get nervous a little bit. No, Let's go. and, and <laughs> this is butthole pucker time. Let's go. <laughs> this whole, this whole episode's What's butthole pucker time, baby. Time? Yeah. <laughs> All right. Andre, you ready, baby? Let's go. All right. Here we go. You live in Canadians territory. Bless your heart. Throw your hometown buds a bone and name one Montreal Canadian player that you'd Mark Boston. Mark I'm talking team right now. 
Well, with the team right now, Gallagher. Okay, I could see that fit. And honestly, yeah, honestly, I think the fans here would love him. They hate him right now, but they would love him. Are you killing uh, my 60 seconds right now? Come on, let's go. <laughs> Kids are out of the house. You have the couch to yourself to watch the game. What is your go-to snack and beverage? Uh, Guinness and Doritos. Guinness? Mm. No shit. That is not what I thought. I don't see you as a Guinness guy, but that's okay. Absolutely. Nice. No, 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 no. I fucking no crush some wine. Guinness, uh, Guinness and scotch. Yeah, I'm with that. I am oh, definitely yeah, with that. Oh, yeah. Ange, favorite all-time Bruins memory? Uh, anytime Andy Moog eliminated the Canadians. <laughs> I love that answer. Perfect timing on that 60 seconds as well. Great uh, answer, man. Ange, thank you so much for joining us. It has thank been a pleasure, and it's been a long time coming. We've talked so many yeah. times about sneaking you on this podcast, and Absolutely. something either comes up, or I'm fucking sick, right. but Especially with yeah. Ian gone, get him the fuck out of this country. When, when's he back, by the way? I don't Who even cares? care. Who cares? Okay, Probably so before same, the regular season. Same time next week, then? <laughs> uh, dude, I, uh, I heard a rumor that you might have something to plug. Is this true? Uh, I have a lot to plug. Well, I mean, anybody who listens to the show probably uh, follows me already. Uh, you know, Bruins, Bruins Art, which uh, uh, I started posting back in February, which, uh, to be honest, you guys had uh, a little bit to play in that because I kind of got the spark when I did that whole... The fucking uh, crow. The crow, <laughs> the crow thing. Uh, and I don't think anybody really saw the, the thing I did for Andrew, the, the front page. Cause yeah. <laughs> I, they ended up, they ended up winning that game on Super Bowl Sunday mm-hmm. and I dropped it. I think it got like five likes and yeah. I, it's not for the likes. It's just, I thought people who listen to the show would have loved to have seen it. I, I'm sure but, it just got buried because of Super Bowl shit. Yeah. But that kind of gave me the spark too. And uh, my wife has always been pushing me, get your stuff out there, get mm-hmm. your stuff out there. And you know, it started with that. And then I did the Brady thing, which uh, I don't know if you guys saw the Brady thing when, when he retired the first time. That got crickets. <laughs> yeah. I didn't realize he was that hated in Boston. Uh, but the hug is the one that really took everything off. Yeah. You know, the, yeah. the hug and then just, you know. Um, so, yeah, people want to follow me for some great Bruins related art um, at Born Bruin on Twitter, uh, Instagram. And there's um, a Born Bruin podcast that's in the works uh it's going to be dropping soon i'm just waiting for some equipment to come in i already have uh three four guests lined up nice uh uh you know uh i'm three four guests actually i might have about six or seven because i think um the three guys from short shift are going to be on my show at some there point. there you go i'm down it's uh it's different i'm uh it's about it's 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 not focusing on analytics or, uh, you know, game reviews or stuff like that. You guys have that covered. Black and Gold has that covered. Uh, and you guys do it really well. This is going to be really casual. Fans riffing about their fandom and wherever the, uh, wherever the, the rest of the conversation goes. Anybody who follows me on Twitter will be chatting about music. We'll be chatting about movies, uh, wherever it goes. It goes. Oh, yeah. So it's really I'd about love, fandom and beyond. I'd love to be a part of that, dude. Love it. Well, whether you want it to be or not, you're going to be honest. <laughs> and so is Dolby. He just doesn't know it yet. Yeah. Um, no, but uh, I, I really, part of um, 
why I love interacting with Bruins fans is getting to know a little bit about their backgrounds. And I know like uh, Thomas, you have a music background a little mm-hmm. bit. You lived in Nashville. And so, you know, we, we, we can talk about that. You know, no, definitely I don't know how much, that. I don't know how much Andrew, we're going to be able to talk about your, your peeing on people, but we'll, we'll find something <laughs> to talk about. And uh, you know, but uh, look, I got around past time, baby. <laughs> But uh, I got That's some reason I got banned on Twitter. <laughs> <laughs> I got some interesting guests. I got a friend of mine who's a comic book fan, and he did a he did a jersey for the Habs. Uh, he's going to be coming on, so it's 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 really going to be about Bruins fans riffing. Uh, I'm going to start off uh, one episode per month because uh, it's you know my schedule already with the, the young ones is pretty hectic. Yeah, so say, you so I'm going to start with that. with that. Yeah. kids and podcast weekly yeah. is fucking hard to do no no for sure no it's not gonna it's not gonna be weekly it's start gonna, it's slow start and see what you can ramp up to for sure absolutely so that's gonna be dropping pretty soon and um uh yeah um and that's gonna be called the born boon podcast and uh, i'll be dropping that on my twitter and uh that's it that's awesome i'm super stoked for it. i know you mentioned it a couple of weeks ago when we first started talking uh, and just in DMs with about bringing you on, but I love the idea of that where it mm-hmm. can just be, it's a passion play, man. Like yeah. being a Bruins fan and, and obviously doing a podcast, it's a passion play. And you, you gotta wanna do it. You gotta really care about what you're talking about. And that type of shit comes through. There's no doubt about it. You're one of the most passionate Bruins fans uh, that we, we've interacted with. And you're one of the first fans of the podcast that we've interacted with. So you are, for that reason alone, yeah, for that reason yeah. alone, it's it's pleasure having you on this podcast. Well, thanks for having and, me. And getting to meet you officially, you know what I mean? Yeah. Well, anytime you guys, uh, you know, uh, need a replacement or just, you know, want to let me know. And, don't, uh, don't tell me you're fired. Yeah, we're working on getting Ian off the podcast. So. Okay. <laughs> That's not true, Ian. I know you're listening over in It'd be in cool England to interact Friday. with Ian, too. It'd be cool, <laughs> you know? He's, he's, one, he's great, man. At least one of him, anyway. Yep. At least one of him. Aj, thanks again, brother. Just thanks again for having me on, guys. Absolutely. Everybody listening, appreciate you uh, for tuning in and your downloads. Uh, if you want to grab some merchandise with the hoodie season coming up, jump on our Twitter, smash the link in there. There is a whole shop full of t-shirts and a couple of hoodies, a beer glass that says, hi folks, which is uh, obviously always a welcome picture whenever I get a picture of somebody drinking a fucking tall scotch on the rocks out of that pint glass. Those are my people, bro. But uh, (laughs) if you want to support us, that's the best way to do it. Uh, We get a couple of bucks off of it and put it towards these terrible costs of Zoom calls and uh, still working on a year later getting Andrew some fucking equipment. Listen, (laughs) I don't want to listen. This show is over. Thanks for listening. (laughs) 